his uh, funky little disco blouse. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turns to the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, watch out! We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive with informative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. And Octavito with Tempesco. The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. Featuring your host, Sky Payne. Steven Chewbacca. 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 This week's co-host, Steven B. Danley. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars. Early birds Wampa Wampa, everybody. Welcome to the Kivecast for June 2010. That's yeah, the fifth one, Steve. Oh my god. I know, number five. I'm, I'm a Sky. I'm here with Steven, Silent But Danley. And for the first time ever, my brother, Lobart, don't call him, Barth. Wampa Wampa, hey there. Yeah, he's the, he's the man behind the curtain. He designed the Kivecast logo, he designed the Kivecast website, he designed the Museum. Uh, he designed all the t-shirts for Celebration 5, of which we have a lot more news about here. He designed the shirts for Celebration 3, Celebration 4. He's, uh, what would you say, Steve? He's the man. He's the man. And he's also my brother, so he, he smells funny. But, uh, yeah, we got, we got a lot of things here. We're going to be looking forward. Like last month, I said you know, we'd be looking backwards uh, at nostalgia, and we'll get to some nostalgia tales. But right now, we're looking at C5 in particular. And this is a, a time of transition, Steve. Big time. Big time. Real sunrise, sunset, fiddler on the roof stuff. So, uh... There's a new transition. A new, uh, announcement. Oh, yeah, a new announcement. Steve, you are officially not just this week's co-host, but, but the co-host. Wow. That's right, everybody. All the girls just fainted. <laughs> By the way, if there's any girls listening, forget it. There's no girls listening. That's Everyone, a lost cause. Yeah, it's a lost cause. <laughs> Unless you are a girl and you're offended. But the point is, Steve's available, and he is the oh, co-host of the Kivecast. <laughs> so, uh, you know, obviously you noticed he's been here every month, but I didn't know I'd find somebody who'd be willing to put up with me on a monthly basis. And I'm actually sitting next to the two people who are, Lobart and Silent But Danley. But uh, so that's very exciting. We, we talked to Gus Lopez, with the, uh, the Imperial Dignitary, the executive producer of the Kivecast, and uh, he gave it the go-ahead. So, Steve... Here's the official welcome. I'm officially accepted. That's right, you're officially accepted. You're officially the first of the two Wampas. I'll be the second one. And Bart, you'll just you'll be, you know, you'll be the exclamation point. Sounds good. <laughs> there you go. Awesome, and uh, you know, I'm hopefully by the time you listen to this, I will officially be Doctor Payne. I'm uh, finishing up my dissertation here at UC Santa Barbara, so that's you know pretty cool. Uh, big life job, Steve. You're you're starting up your own further yeah, studies. That's right. Starting my master's program in uh, August, right after Celebration Five, actually. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's changing things up, and I'm going to be moving out to the moving out uh, east. Uh, everyone thinks of me as a California guy, but I grew up in Boston. Speaking of which, Steve and I, oh, we no. we have a little bit of a basketball thing going here because. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Lakers Celtics. Yeah, Lakers Celtics La- again. La- Lakers Celtics. I think we might have to have some kind of like, I don't know, a bet going. Oh. Uh. I think it can bridge. Maybe they come together uh, at the podcast and bridge. You know. Right. No need to fight. No need to hate. No. As long no. as the Celtics win, we can uh, all can all get along. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, I'm I'm moving out east, uh, out to the New York area. But we're gonna still have Steve as the as the co-host. He'll be on Skype, and, and it'll be pretty pretty exciting times. So yeah, we and that's just this is how busy we are t- this this month, folks. We haven't even gotten to the news yet. And we've already been talking for like three minutes. So, uh. We better, we better get on this. Yeah, we better get on this. So, uh, t- take away the news there, Serge. Watch out! It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. Here's the news. It's Kenner's news. News from Kenner. Here's the news. Here's the news. It's Kenner's news. From Kenner. Here's the news. It's Kenner's news. New, 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 new from Kenner. Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. All right. Well, enough it's of this uh, personal information, Steve. No one cares about us. Uh, I know. I mean, everyone cares about Lobart, but uh, we got lots of Celebration Five news going on here. Uh, perhaps the most interesting one that's outside of collecting. What, what's that, uh, Lobart? George is coming to town. That's right. George will be in Orlando. So that's uh, that's pretty exciting. I saw him at, at C3. Did you see that, Steve? I did, yeah. Yeah. Did you wait in the cold for four hours? No. I actually, someone handed me their wristband and I just got to walk in. It was a, it was a lucky <laughs> fluke thing. Miracle. Like, Miracle. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> I, I was there. I was like, I waited probably a good two or three hours. And then I remember seeing all the vintage guys afterwards and I had to downplay it. Like, yeah, it was lame. Like, <laughs> I mean, I went there, but I didn't want to, you know, I just, you know, stupid. But, uh. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm excited to see him again. And uh, and also, there have been the first collector panels announced. So, Steve, uh, what, what are the first four that have been announced? Well, these are actually pretty cool. we got animation collecting, uh, talking about anything from the holiday special to the Clone Wars. And that's uh, from our friend Shane at Rebel Scum. Yeah, Shane Turgeon. So, he knows his stuff. I mean, you want any question about animation, he knows it. Backwards and forwards. Backwards and forwards. And also because I think as most of it's done in Canada, and he's a Canadian thing. <laughs> and those guys are deceptively nationalistic up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything about hockey, and he just... It's, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, we also, we got food collectibles. That's John, uh, Jonathan McEwen or McLean. You know, I, I'm we have sure. Scottish origins. We should know how to say this, Bart. Yeah, I, I don't know that one. Matt McElwain? Mac- Anyways, hopefully he's listening and he can let us know. Yeah. But uh, Those are always fun. <laughs> yeah, those are great. We also got uh, The Empire Strikes Back in Trading Cards by Kathy Kendrick and Andy Dukes. Now, let's, let's just have a little bit of a family moment over here, Bart. Yeah. We're going to have to ex- exclude <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Silent Patanley. Now, Empire Strikes Back cards are probably the thing that bring us closest together because we have another brother, and he uh, he was handing out our family cards when we were probably I don't know I was probably 28 and uh, he was handing them out all of our old Empire Strikes Back Tops cards and the first thing Bart says was don't give me Lobot and so obviously my brother being a good brother just throws him the Lobot's Task card (laughs) which is if you go on the Choosium we'll have a a show note of it actually up on and it's this beautiful card of Lobot in his uh, funky little disco blouse and uh Bart just he would you say you've come to love it, Bart? 
I've come to love it and hate it at the same time, I guess. Yeah, because, you know, Bart's always doing tasks. So that's how we got the nickname Low Bart. Because I'm like, hey, Bart, could you design the website? Could you hook up how to set up the WordPress through the archive mainframe? Anyways, it's always Low Bart's task. So that's our, that's our special little connection to Empire Strikes Back and trading cards. Hopefully they'll, they'll talk about that one. Now, what's the last one, Steve? This one's kind of freaking me out. Uh, the end of Star Wars collecting. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Is it the Kivecast fault, Steve? I think it may be. I think we've actually brought on the end. I'm really, I'm really sorry. (laughs) So yeah, that's with what Martin Thurn, Charles, Charlie Marcus, Elling Haug. I never know how to pronounce his name. Hoag. Hoag. Yeah. All right. Isaac Liu and Mark Salati. And Mark Salati is probably the nicest person in the hobby, Steve. Yeah. I mean, he's so nice, he makes you look like Mussolini. He's like, <laughs> that's how nice he is. But uh, And then it's actually, I don't know if you, you heard this, Steve, but there's um, been another one that, that's been kind of announced. No, I haven't heard about this one. Yeah, there's going to be a uh, a panel, and it's going to be on podcasting, and you and I uh, are going to be on it. Are you serious? I hope you're joking, man. I'm not joking, Steve. <laughs> I've been working on it with uh, with Gus. And we can't go into too many details because StarWars.com likes to announce them. So I can't tell you who else is going to be on the panel, okay. exactly what All it's right. going to be about. Right. But you and I are going to be presenting. Wow. So you are going to have to be a little a little more Danly, a little yeah, less yeah. silent. Right. And uh, it's, I'm really excited. And we're actually when – we, when we call Gus later, he's going to give a few more details about how they're different this year. But Do we get to wear suits? Yeah, absolutely. We have to wear suits. But uh, yeah, so that's that's. I'm very excited that he didn't tell you yet. So oh, wow. This oh, is yeah. ambush journalism. I had to tell you on air. So yeah. Isn't that great? That's great, man. That's, I mean, do you uh, want to do it? I'm down. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that at all, but yeah, <laughs> I'm down. I'll be there. Yeah, because so. that's actually what precipitated really deciding that you were the, the co-host. Because I was like, well, I can't do it without Steve. And I'm like, well, I guess if I can't do that, Steve, then he's... He's no longer just a ghost. Oh, you know what? I think that might be that might be Gus calling. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, I think for the for the next announcements, I think we're going to go to Gus because he has a very big announcement about his new book coming out, and uh, I think we'll, we'll get back to Celebration Five stuff after a call to the Imperial dignitary himself, Mr. Gus Lopez. Mr. Gus Lopez, the real GL. <laughs> I don't want to grow up, but my toys are Gus. for kids. Gus, you got a million toys and toys. Gus, she can play with. I don't want to grow up. I'm a toy. Gus. Hey, Gus, how's it going? Hey, Sky, how you doing? Great to talk to you. Yeah, we've just been. Uh, I just told Steve that he's going to be uh, on one of the panels, and uh, he's very excited. So, All right. So thanks, thanks for putting that together. You you were telling me uh, last night that they're going to be a little bit different uh, this time. You, you want to go into that a little bit before we get to your book? Yeah, sure. Um, so we're going to be announcing a lot of it on StarWars.com. So a lot of the details will be there first. But um, okay. but in a nutshell, um, you know what tried to do this round is a, a few changes. So one is there are fewer panels than before, which may not sound great to do that, but actually it's a blessing because. Uh, what we're going to do is each day of the celebration, there's going to be uh, collecting panels. So all four days, there'll be collecting panels. So that's oh, different great. from last time. And it's going to be in the afternoon each time. So it's basically half the day is panels. So people who want to shop, see other things, it's going to be a good balance. Whereas, you know, one of the things we got in feedback before was that people who love the panels ended up f- feeling like they were wedded to the panel. <laughs> they had yeah. to stay there the whole celebration. Right. Yeah, and but- so it'll be... 
better that way. So. Yeah, I called them the, the vintage vampires. They're all pale, like in L.A. in the middle of the summer, and they're really yeah. pale and just like hours upon hours of listening. It's like an academic conference or something. Yeah, yeah. They're just like there's, there were a lot of. I mean, I noticed from being in there a lot that you know there were a number of people that were just in there the entire every single panel. Like you just recognize all these people. You know, they kept right, going, yeah. and it'll be good for them. They'll have you know half a celebration. will be collecting panels, and then the other half they can go see other stuff. And then what we're doing with the topics is, you know, there's some topics from before, but the ones that we've done before, each of the presenters are asked to kind of, we're, we're trying to kind of craft it in a slightly different angle. And then there are a number of new topics, of course, there are right. about half the topics I'd say are brand new topics we're going to cover. Right. Like, like podcasting. Yes. Like know. podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll announce that one soon, but yeah, it's great to have, you know, Kivecast on it and, and some of the other podcasts too around collecting. So I think there's not yet enough awareness around you know all the stuff going on with podcasts so i think that will be uh that'll be a really great topic awesome yeah and it's uh it's great to finally have you on the kivecast uh we yeah yeah i, I think we finally settled on imperial dignitary slash executive producer okay uh, <laughs> and then the, the other one i just came up with was that you're the, the real gl that's the other one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think another gl will get offended by that though i know but for, for vintage collectors you know yeah like, yeah you, you are kind of the real gl but okay uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then again sort of before getting to the book because i'm really excited about the book but also i remember you said that you you went to dusseldorf is that uh, is that right yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Recently went uh, went there um, with my wife Pam, and then Duncan and Anne went out there as well. And uh, you know, and then you know the usual kind of cast of characters from right. European collectors were all out there. It's the for JediCon, and basically JediCon is for collectors who don't know. It's really becoming kind of the big European convention. It used to, and it was my fourth JediCon, and uh, the previous ones. Uh, they had, um, they basically had, uh, you know, mostly collectors from Germany, and then you know a few neighboring countries, but mostly Germany. And now it's becoming like the big event where you have collectors from everywhere, like uh, from Poland to you know Netherlands, uh, Spain, Portugal, Italy, UK. I mean, just you know Sweden, you know the the whole range of countries in Europe all attend it now. So it's becoming a pretty big deal. Wow, sounds like a lot of fun. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. Well, I mean, they do them every like two or three years, and you know, I think even more so in some ways in celebration, it's a big kind of social uh, convention for vintage collectors. So there's a lot, like all the best dealing and stuff is outside the convention. It's actually right. just in the lobby, you know, people bringing stuff. And, and it gets better every time. I think that convention is just, you know, a lot of fun and gotten to know a lot of the people there. And, uh, uh, you know, and it's just a great networking convention. And, and I, it's wonderful to see it kind of grow from, you know, over the years. So, so uh, each time I, I love it more. Though I end up spending... Less time at the convention, more time in the bar each right. time. So it's kind of shifted over to the bar and hanging out. Well, it's, just, it's a sign, you know, the, the real understanding of savoir vivre, you know, how to live the European way, you know, not yeah. always running around and enjoying life. So, uh, Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's good. So, it's, it's, it's rubbing off on you. It's good. You know, we, we were talking about this before, uh, before calling you, and I was trying to think of the right, right word for how I reacted when I saw that your book was coming out. And uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever used this word because I think it's dumb. But the word I, I chose was nerdgasm. Nerd, nerdgasm. <laughs> <laughs> nerd, nerdgasm. Because it's really rare. You know, I, I didn't use it for Watchmen or anything else that other people used it for. But, but this really was, I mean, exactly the book that I wanted someone to make. You know, if if, if you told me any book could be written, it would be. Oh, definitely Star Wars prototypes. So, uh, so, so, tell us a little bit about you know what's it called? You know, who who wrote it? When's it coming out? Just the the basic details for those who might not know. 
Sure. Yeah. So it's um, yeah. So the title is Gus and Duncan's Guide to Star Wars Prototypes, and basically it's coming out August twelfth, so August the first 12th. day of celebration. Uh, wow. And and what we did was, you know, it's an interesting book in that uh, very different than our previous one because this one, what we're trying to do is really give someone a taste of the highlights of Star Wars vintage prototypes. So basically, everything in it is vintage. There's nothing new in it. Right. And it's all it's all really focused around Kenner and subsidiaries of Kenner. Okay. And uh, and we go through, you know, the production process. We go through unproduced items. We go through, um, you know, from 2D sketch stuff, you know, reference material to you know finished prototypes. Um, but it was basically, you know, the collections featured in it are, are um, you know, we, we uh, instead of, you know, the last guide where we try to tap a million people and try to get a lot of information, which was, a, you know, a good approach for a price guide. Right. For this, we just mostly did it from my collection, Duncan's collection, Matthias's. So it was really from the three of our collections. And wow. then Arnaud let, let us uh, use two of his pieces as well. So, but really it comes from all of our collections. And, uh and it's and it really you know it just you know really tried to focus on bigger photography, more detail, uh, you know, more kind of coffee table type book than less than the price guy is more a reference book. So it's a very different kind of book. But but uh, it was a lot of fun putting together. We were working on it the last year and a half. So basically, after the price guide uh, started shipping, we started work right away on this book. Right. And, let, uh, let's let's do a, a nice official plug for that because that that deserves it. So, so your first book was the Gus and Duncan Comprehensive Guide to Star Wars Collectibles. Right, and when, when you say yeah. comprehensive, you're not messing around. It's uh, it's hard I'm not to, messing around. Yeah, it's seventy-seven thousand five hundred sixty-nine items in there. So. <laughs> you, you can't really stump it. You can try, but at least I can't <laughs> stump it. But, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. that's and we yeah. we spent five years making that book. It was wow. it was that was brutal to put together. Um, but it was, you know, it was great to, cause we were trying to basically document every known Star Wars collectible and, uh, and then in the future, you know, you know, every five or 10 years or so, we'll eventually do updates to it when, you know, when we you know get enough critical mass of new material, but, right. but basically we wanted to do a price guide the way we would do it. And that's what we basically endeavored to do. It, yeah. This one, um, you know, a lot of it depends on your taste. I mean, you know, one way to think about it is, you know, so both Duncan and I collect a lot of stuff and both of us collect prototypes. <laughs> I think that we obviously have very different concentrations in our collections, and the first book is really, you know, more a testament to his his focus in collecting, which is trying to get everything. And this right. one is more to my, you know, even though he's a very strong prototype collection himself, it's like right. it's more kind of my taste as well. So I think it's we've kind of mixed it into diff just different uh, angles on collecting. Um, but this one, it's like less about listing items and all that and giving kind of background on how to collect, and this is more about what went into making the toys, um, doing, you know, just really good quality photography of it, written and designed in the point of view of like, almost like a Kenner designer's book, you know, their notebook. And so I think that it's just the style is just very different. And, uh, and, and we just want it to be like the book that you can just flip through and just, you know, I know from working on it, and I, you know, I've been working on it for a long time, working right. on it every day. I'm excited when I flip through it. So, I, so the fact that I'm not totally bored of it by now, I, I hope that people will receive it well. Yeah, that, that's a good sign. You know, I'm like finishing up my thesis, and whenever I actually like what I've read, what I've written, I go, oh, that, that must be a good part because the rest yeah, of it, I yeah. just want to, I just want to burn it by now. But uh, yeah, I was thinking about that with the design, you know, because we we interviewed Matthias on the on the second Kivecast and. I got to see, yeah, I got to see his house and everything, and I've known him quite well. And it really seems like you kind of let him have free reign with the design here. It really, it really looks like it's like he really helped and had a big hand in, in the design of it. 
and it, it just looks great. I mean, you, you've put up what five or six pages, and uh, yeah, and every yeah. single one. I mean, that 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 Greedo page. I don't know. I don't know if the, my my co-hosts here have seen it, but you know, you have the photo art, and you have the wax sculpt, and you have <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard just... copy. Yeah, proto molded figure. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's. it's pretty we tried to pick just a sample that showed kind of different chapters but there are lots of pages like the ones in the samples like it you know we 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 covered everything i mean it's like you know for people that like the 12 inch series you're going to see like all done produced stuff and all things that went into pre-production of of the 12 inch figures and then for the small action figures you know each of the film releases you know and also the 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 picture that you showed with the the kid with the his eye being poked out by the FET prototype. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. We're going to use that image in a lot of stuff. So we're going <laughs> to use that in posters and stuff to promote the book. But um, And we at one point, we considered whether we'd use that as a cover design, but we decided it would work much better um, as as a promotional thing and in right. the book. But basically, it was a, some colleague of Matthias's that photographed, <laughs> I think, his kid do, doing that. And we wanted to do it like retro Kenner style. So right. it was like as if it's an internal photo of Kenner of a kid either <laughs> getting his eye poked out by a rocket fed or, or swallowing it or something. Yeah, and you know, he does have kind of a – he's wearing a, like a brown shirt. So it's got the 70s feel. And you got the earth tones and the, and the clothing. That, that works pretty well. But uh, although now you say it, he does look kind of Swedish. But uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's made to look Kenner. And actually, a lot of the photos when you, you see the book, it's um, you know, many of the things. You know, the book, as I mentioned, you know, it's kind of the style of like a designer's notebook. And so right. a lot of the prototype shots will actually make it look like it's a it's a photograph that's you know kind of attached to a scrapbook. Oh, and, cool. And they're done in kind of like Kenner backgrounds and. Um, you know, like done to look like it was done at Kenner. I mean, actually, all those backgrounds are fake. I mean, it's like you know, we shoot all the stuff, and it's just the image of the item. But but right. Matthias did some great stuff to kind of make it look very Kenner. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a great. It was a, it was just an awesome book to put together. I I really enjoyed working on this one, and uh, and uh, yeah, I think you know, yeah, I'm very excited about the topic too. So it was uh, it was a pleasure to put together. But we'll be taking pre-orders before the celebration. And they'll start shipping the day of celebration starts. So if people would okay. prefer to just order online and get it mailed to home, they can do that. Or if they want to get it from us, you know, that's that's fine. Either way, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. And then what's the uh, just what what's the link where they can uh, pre-order it? Oh yeah, so it'll be on paizo.com. So P-A-I-Z-O. All right. Completestpublications.com. Okay, great. If you go there, that'll 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 redirect to the place on Paizo site where you can order it. All right. Uh, and we'll in a few weeks we'll have pre-order set up for that. Excellent. We'll have it on the show notes, of course, from the Kivecast. Excellent. Oh man, that was that was a pretty good conversation, eh, Steve? Yeah, one of the best yet. <laughs> you were pretty silent, but 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 pretty <laughs> dense. That's what made it. That's what made it one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's awesome to have you know. Uh, Bart's Bart's not like a super hardcore vintage collector, but you were just saying you know. You really want that book, right? Yeah, I'm really excited about that. The uh, It's kind of the behind-the-scenes of the toys. and I, I've uh, done some molding and building custom toys of, you know, who knows what versions, but uh, it is just, uh, it sounds really exciting, them breaking it all down and, and being able to see how they put it all together. Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. Like I said, nerdgasm. <laughs> all right, back to the Celebration 5 all right, news. Let's move on to Celebration 5 giveaways. Gimme, gimme. That's right. It's the, the first thing is very exciting for us at the Kivecast because it's the first official piece of Kivecastamorabilia. <laughs> and what, what is it, Steve? We're going to have these pins. A pin, right? So 
what would it have to be if it's going to be a podcast pin, Steve? It'd have to start with a W. That's right. It's going to start with a W, end with an A, and have umpa womp all up in the middle. <laughs> it's going to be a wampa wampa pin, and uh, it's going to have. Uh, it's just going to say wampa wampa the Kive cast, and, and this is the only instruction we give you. If someone reads it as chive cast. <laughs> You have to correct them, like, in a really snooty, snobby way. <laughs> Obviously, you don't know the Kive cast. And uh, what should they have to do to get this, Steve? You're going to have to make the battle call, I think. Really. Yeah, we can't just give it to any schmuck that comes walking up, like, I saw you got a pin. I like wampas. No, you have to know <laughs> how to say the two words together. You have to say, wampa, wampa. Wampa. And also, we have a, we have a, a shirt uh, we're going to be giving away. And, uh... So I was trying to do, Steve, that noise, like, you know, where you have the record skipping? Oh, uh, okay. That sounded more like a car peeling out of a driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that sound is because uh, we recorded my original uh, concept of the... Katlama shirt, the celebration shirt, and it was far too complicated. It, it, it involved chase shirts, it involved black mylar bags, and uh, anyway, so now we're, we're Skyping with Lobart, and uh, hey now. We, 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 yes, yeah, this time you can actually hear him, and uh, what we did was we, we came up with a better idea, actually partly in conjunction with, uh, with Mrs. Chuzian, with my wife, she, she helped along with the idea of this, but we just got thinking. I don't. But what was the whole chain of, of thought? Um, it went with like good... it was like Los Lobos. I think. Oh like yeah. Karen Karen was like yeah like Los Lobots. I think that was her joke. <laughs> that's where it started. Yeah, that's where it started. Yeah. But I Los mean, Lo- Los Lobos. How do you do that T-shirt about Los Lobos? Right. Lo- Los Lobos and Los Lobots. I mean, that is yeah. Like, and everyone knows what <laughs> Los Lobos looks like. And so then it kind of got going, and, and I think, it was, was it you, Bart? No, I had the idea for Domo Arigato, that, that old song by, uh, what's the name of that band? Is it Sticks? Sticks. Sticks. Oh, yes. Sticks. Sticks. So it's Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. And so I thought, well, hey, you know, Los Lobos, Lobatos, Mr. Lobato. And so then we start thinking of Japan, and Bart uh, being, being the wise guy he is, he thought of the best episode, or the best thing ever from The Simpsons. That is one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> and so that is, of course, the Mishta Spakura. <laughs> As you can tell, it's still a complicated shirt. So it's on the show notes, and uh, I'll, I'll announce it on the uh, on the Rebel Scum forums. But the official Ch- Celebration 5 t-shirt from ChooseTheEnd.com is Homer, right, as Lobot... <laughs> On the front of the Mr. Sparkle box, but instead of saying Mr. Sparkle, it says Domo Arigato. Mr. Lobato. Mr. Lobato. And Domo Arigato is, of course, in Japanese. So, uh, that, that was, you'll see it. Thank you, thank you, Lobart. You see, dude, man, that was quick. Yeah, he really is the, the technological expert. <laughs> so uh, you know, Bart, you did a really knock, you know, knockout job because it was like late at night. He'd been working on the other design for like four or five hours, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? We have a whole different idea. What do you think?" And he's like, "I guess it's cool." And then, and then he did it, 
and then the smile was too big, and so he did the perfect thing. You see, Steve, uh, uh. he just takes the, the side of the mouth down to right. look like the great, the late great John Hollis, <laughs> and it has once again the funky '70s disco blouse. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, they have the puffy sleeves. So it will be limited edition of fifty, and uh, they will all be. Last time they were all numbered. Uh, I have like the secret codes in my computer of who got what, and they're all <laughs> according to uh, to French writers and philosophers. This time it'll be fifty Simpsons characters. Ah, so uh, I think there's at least fifty. So I, I think <laughs> they may, yeah, 50, maybe. Yeah. I think I'll have to separate Rod and Todd. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so check out the design for that. Uh, send send me an email. Uh, you know, you can either send it to uh, podcast at the swca dot com or Curator at the Chuseum. No, no. Curator at Chuseum.com. So, uh, yeah. So, good job, Bart, huh? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it's looking good. Yeah, it's looking real good. And the old design. Oh, jeez. Are, are you done now, little Bart? What was that? <laughs> are you still listening to it? But um, the old design, what we did was we. Uh, what Bart did really she took the the design of um, the, the the celebration design and he turned it into a cut llama design and instead of having Boba Fett it has the action figure of Chewbacca and we're going to make uh, postcards of that and those are going to yeah, re- yeah totally cool I yeah mean. really gnarly and we might do a limited edition <laughs> Greedo chase chase variant. oh you gotta have the, the chase card in it there. could have a chase card because the Greedo Bart did the Greedo oh man it looks sweet so anyways we'll get back to the rest of the podcast pretty Skype heavy that nice long uh, Gus interview but uh, yeah well, fun fun recording anything else you want to add there uh, Low Bart no um, just uh, Skype on and chive out And the last piece of news is not a giveaway. Unlike the buttons, postcards, and shirt, this next one you have to buy, unless you are a member of the California Star Wars Vintage Collectors Club. It is the logo of the club, as devised by Bart and myself, to a lesser extent, of the do-back on the California flag. And it won't be too expensive, it's going to be ten bucks, and I think uh, once once we're done... Uh, giving them out to the members of the club. They get it for free because they're members of the club. But you have to pay, you non-Californians. Uh, <laughs> which actually soon I... Soon to be you. Yeah, it's soon to be me. The out-of-state tax. Yeah, it's the out-of-state tax, so I will actually have to buy it from myself. So I think we'll, I think we'll do it for about 10 bucks. Uh, price subject to change depending on how we feel today. But uh, look around for those. Those are going to look really gnarly. They'll look really cool because it looks just like the California flag, but it's a vintage do-back. So man, is that how is that for Celebration Five news, Steve? That's that's a lot, man. I mean, we've <laughs> we, we've got the panels, we've got uh, the giveaways, we got the swag, the other GL, right? The, the other, other GL, yeah. <laughs> we got both Lucas and Lopez. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a full slate. It's a full slate. Well, we've been a little Skype heavy, but let's go to a uh, a very special nugget from the archive, featuring the real GL. <laughs> Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. From the archive. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. Alright, so for this month's uh, nugget from the archive, 
we're going to talk once again to the real GL, Gus Lopez. <laughs> and uh, uh, what we've selected here is the unproduced wind-up walking C-3PO. So according to uh, this, this entry, what, when did you write this, Gus? You know, it's hard to know. I, I would guess about seven, eight years ago, but it's, it's just so hard to know. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah. the way you describe it is has a, it was a 12-inch C-3PO, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a um, it's a kit bashed uh, prototype. So you know, one of uh, you know they we can get into what that is. But basically, it's a yeah twelve inch C three PO that has that has a winder to uh, to wind it up to walk. Okay, so you so you you turn the little knob and then it it kind of walks and and this is just great. I don't know why they didn't make it. I know if they did, well. I'm here with my brother, so he probably would have gotten it. They would have broken it, and I would have had a, <laughs> a broken walking uh, C-3PO. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so so you actually own this thing? Is that is that right? I do. Yeah, yeah. And this was you know came from uh, you know back in the day, you know several years back when you know Kenner folks were you know still had some fresh stuff. This came from directly from a Kenner source, okay. but uh, you know it was not unusual for them to take pieces and. Uh, take an existing toy and then modify it to see, well, what new function could you add to it? How could you make it different and so on? And that's effectively what they did with this is they took a C-3PO large size action figure and then said, well, how can we, you know, engineer this in a way that it could actually do something? Because uh, it is, love C-3PO, kind of a lame 12-inch action figure. It doesn't have any accessories. <laughs> right. it doesn't, it's not that poseable, you know. Right. So they were like, let's make it walk. And it's so that very was the shiny, idea. but beyond that, it's... Yeah. yeah. Hey, Gus, this is Lobart. Does it actually walk? I mean, what? how does it move when if you would... Well, it, it it, in theory, it's supposed to walk. It's pretty bad, though. It actually, when you wind it up, it kind of like starts to kind of turn slightly, and it doesn't really move forward. And <laughs> And part of the problem is that you know, the feet are so small that it, they don't gain traction. And so there's actually, I've seen another version, another um, a f- further iteration on it where they kind of widen the feet, kind of similar to some of the plastic um, model kits they had for Return of the Jedi, like the walking ATST. Okay. They, they, they widen the feet so that it can get more traction. And so I've seen a, a prototype of that. So I think that was the next uh, phase where they looked at that and said, wow, this thing doesn't really walk. And so they, they did that in a later version of it. But this one, it doesn't really walk. It just, it just winds up and the legs move, but it doesn't really go anywhere. Well, it's kind of like uh, if you watch the behind-the-scenes footage from in Tunisia from the original Star Wars movie, you know, Anthony Daniels was always falling over, right? Like they couldn't quite get the suit right. And it was So you know, maybe it's uh, kind yeah. of – It's an homage of, to that. Exactly, yeah. Totally <laughs> intentional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, there. You know, and over the years, we've seen. You know, there's a lot of stuff in the archive, and you can see a lot of stuff where they took a toy and they modify it. And this is an example of that. And a lot of those things are those are the, like probably the least documented prototypes because many of them really are one of a kind. Many of them, it was just one engineer, or designer, or somebody tinkering with something, and it stopped there. And so these are, you know, there's probably like a lot more of those out there, that type of thing. And uh, I love it. It's just, I love the 12 inch line. Um, it's just something that, um, you know, it's just such a unique piece. And, uh, and, and it's not very well known because, you know, there's only like a couple prototypes that are from that, that concept. Right. Well, that's, uh, we, we were talking about it one time, uh, Gus, and I, I do think you should get a video up here just so we can, even if it doesn't walk well, just to see it functioning. That would be pretty exciting. Yeah, I may but, do that. Uh, <laughs> I do it sometimes with uh, prototype things like with the Talking Yoda, I did a thing where I did the audio of the sounds so I'd never have to pull the string again. Right. So I think with this, I could take a video of it walking and then never crank the thing again so I don't right. break it. <laughs> 
<laughs> or you could tie it into the promotion of your book. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll walk out of the book. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thanks. Uh, it's really, really awesome to be able to have the person who owns the item uh, here uh, talk a little bit of, about the nugget, the, the very shiny, malfunctioning nugget, as, as yeah. it is. But uh, awesome. Well, yeah, I'm glad you picked it. It's a, it's a really <laughs> cool piece. I'm not going to debate you, Jerry. I'm not going to sit here and debate you. And I can't fight. Fight. That's a battle. And I can't fight. Fight. That's a battle. It's time for a debate. Steve, Bart, we may agree on this, but we still have to fight about it anyways. <laughs> uh, just this month, there was a thread put up by Kanita01. I think that's... Is that an Akira reference? I'm not sure, actually. I saw Akira a while ago. Anyways, it's not really my thing. But uh, it's by actually... The guy's name is Bill, and he's from Texas. And he's a very well-known U-grade collector. So this makes sense with our very first debate D8. We talked about the merits of U-grading. And I remember thinking, boy, how come that guy Bill from Texas doesn't chime in here? Because he had a crazy U collection. It was U-90s across the board. And for for things like uh, Death Star droids, I mean, that's nearly impossible. And uh, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he got it all together. But he had arguably the premier U collection. But then something happened. What did he do last month, Steve? All those U-graded figures were uh, busted free. Busted free. Smashed out of their containers. So this prompts us to wonder, what is going on? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Bart, what was your first reaction when you heard that he broke open the U-figures? I just was kind of amazed. I thought, wow, that's just dramatic. I don't even know what to think. Right. And then not only on top of that, but when you actually wrap your head around what U-grading is in the first place, it's just incomprehensible. I mean, I, I my favorite thing about this thread was uh, Joshua A. said, I can't wait for the podcast. That was very flattering that, that someone would be interested in what we'd have to say. But uh, – Really, I, I don't know. I think there's two ways of looking at this, right? Uh, there's the one theory that this is bad for U-grading, right? That this is saying, well, it's number one adherent not only isn't doing it anymore, but, I mean, it's like I don't know, it's like being a, a, a Fabergé egg collector and then instead of saying, you know, this isn't for me, you just smash them all with a hammer, <laughs> That's right, Steve. I just made a, a Fabergé egg reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. But what he, what he says, uh, and I'm going to quote him from the thread here. I hope you don't mind, Bill, if you're listening. Is that uh, he found that loose figure collecting is where he's heading next in his collecting journey. He's much happier uh, and he looks forward to finding C9 loose figures to complete his run. He then says uh, later that he hopes the message that U-grading is bad for the hobby doesn't get lost and provides a reference for future collectors to join our collecting community. And then finally, this is the real shocking point. 
Who wants to read this? I'm tired of my own voice here. All right, Steve. Just get me. Number four. Get your reading glasses on there, Grandma. All right. Lastly, U grading was a huge mistake on my part. I regret submitting so many sealed figures for U grading and not coming to the realization that uh, sooner. For that, apologize. So then, that's the other part. Okay, so it's bad advertising, but then he still broke open hundreds of figures. Right. Just to get these things. So then what I was saying was, well, what about the next person who wants to get a U90? Now they have to send in 60 more Dengars to get the U90 and when he could have just bought it from Bill. So that's the, the other side of the debate. And I don't really know where I stand. What's your take? I mean, in the end, do you think this was a good thing, a bad thing, neutral? I mean, it may be a good thing for for him personally, and I you know I have to respect that. But uh, I I kind of am in line with you as far as say another person that's wanting to get you graded figures. It just means that another it's just another way that they wouldn't have been able to. And these are right there; they're already done. You don't have to do anything more really as far as opening other figures. And with that, I, I did feel kind of bad. Um, and there's just the whole, you know, there's a whole financial aspect to it too, which is, you know, uh, it's something you have to consider. Right. And that's a friend of the, of the Kive cast. I have to make sure I say his name at least once, uh, in every, every show, Chris Jorgulius. He, uh, I like the way he said, I'm no fan of you grading and even less of a fan of throwing perfectly good money down the drain. But I don't know if it's really about money. To me, it's more about the figures themselves, but, uh, I, I don't know. It was... It literally blew my mind, and I thought just when you couldn't have any more news than this book coming out and Celebration 5, I mean, this is really a very new and noteworthy thing. And hey, if anyone wants to call up and then leave their opinion on the Wampa line, one eight seven seven seventy seven wampa you know, let us know. We may have to change the name of the Debate D8 to just the U8D8 because uh, <laughs> it, it really is the source of – and you read the threads. And it's just the same thing comes back again, and people go on tangents about why it's terrible, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty fascinating. But in any event, I think he deserves credit for for not collecting U grades anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for you know, I mean, he, he definitely sent some shockwaves. Yeah, he uh, he did send he did, and I I could see someone out there who's thinking, oh, maybe I should collect them, and then oh, hey, check out this thread. Uh, and it's 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 pretty persuasive. So, all right. Anything else to add, Bart? Uh, I just think it's the other piece is that collecting can be a you know there's a wonderful community around it, but it also is a personal journey. And if this guy <clears throat> has gone through that journey and now he's sharing it with the community, that's pretty cool. Whatever the the consequences are of the number of figures or the less you know the less carded figures. Oh, yeah, totally too. Yeah, that's cool. That's I think that's a really good point. I think uh, see that's why he's the nice brother. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and I, I, it's it's good. And also, friend of the uh, friend of the Kivecast, Joe O. And uh, as we maybe discussed in the first podcast, potential serial killer. Uh, <laughs> he, he he really came to came to Bill's defense and just saying how great it is and, and how important it is that we don't kind of go on a witch hunt. And I'm I'm certainly not not going on any witch hunts here. I uh, I just think it's interesting. Someday you call. 
here at the Kivecast. We really do care. Give us a call at 1-877-77-WAMPA or email us at podcast at the SWCA.com. That number again is 877 Well, we put out the call for some more nostalgia stories. Uh, I just had a little bit of a technical glitch, and I couldn't put them on last time. And, well, got Lobart here, so we should be able to fix that. And, actually, it's cool I got my brother here, because the first one we're going to listen to is from, well, he's called Lando's Cult 45 on the forums, John Peck, good guy. He's also in uh, Steve and my baseball league. Yep, that's right. He is, and uh, he, he told a, a pretty funny story all about uh, sadistic and cruel older brothers. Hey, wait a second. Yeah, there, there you go. So let's, uh, let's listen to his story and, uh, uh, about, about his. All right, Steve, I got some bad news for you. What's that? The Wampa line is just in total disrepair. Oh, my God. So what happened was we recorded this a little while ago, and uh, we're just editing it together here in the... Uh, uh, Ribera Studios, and uh, <laughs> it, it turns out that we don't have the message anymore from Lando's Colt Forty Five. That's oh man! And it, it was it was something to the effect of uh, like he, his brother made a bet with him, and it was a his brother was older, so he knew he was going to win the bet, and he wound up <laughs> taking all the Star Wars toys, and uh, that was pretty good. It was hard to understand, and I got an email, and Steve, you haven't read this no, yet. No, I haven't seen this But uh, I got an email from him later where he pointed to perhaps the reason why it was not <laughs> as clear as it could be, which is that he was perhaps under the influence of a small amount of alcohol. Ah. I don't know if that much. I mean, he wasn't slobbery, but um, <laughs> he said he sounded inebriated, so let's just say that. But... Um, he, but he, he, he leaves these other stories, okay. and I think they're actually pretty interesting. So uh, why, don't, uh, why don't you read the first one, Steve? Okay, right on. <laughs> so this is uh, from Lendo Colt 45, and now that the Wampa line doesn't work, we'll just be doing dramatic reenactments. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Rocket Fet. I like the title. Yeah. I went to my friends playing and went to play Star Wars. I picked up Boba Fett and said to him, I wish I... Wait. And said to him, I wish I sent away for the rocket-firing version. He said it was, and told me it can't fire the rocket. <laughs> I thought he was lying. As a kid, I didn't realize it was artwork on the back of the figure package with the boy pressing the lever on the kit. Bash figure. So I thought he was a liar for years until I found out Kenner never sent out rocket-firing versions. That's pretty good nostalgia. That actually reminds me of, um, there was a, a guy when I was younger, and... Man, I wonder what happened to him. His dad was a big politician, and this kid was the biggest liar in the world. <laughs> and he told me that he was so good at Mario Brothers that he beat the game and money came out of the Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, how can I possibly – I want to do that. All right, so I'll read the second one. This is pretty interesting. We may have to go into this later. Plastic Dreams Grading Service. <laughs> <laughs> Around 1997, Plastic Dreams, the toy dealer, advertised its revolutionary grading services to action figure collectors in Toy Shop. It explained how grading has become a staple in the baseball card and comic book community. More American than apple pie was a ridiculous tagline that was used. That's awesome. That is so <laughs> bad. Uh, I mean, really, it's the best they could come up with? <laughs> like, acrylic boxes. Okay, this is me editorializing. I'll get back to his quote. 
They said tools were used to grade your packaged figures. No pictures were shown. I think the price was $15. It then went to Plastic Dreams one day when I was in the area. I saw the vintage Star Wars figures in star cases in the glass counter display. They had stickers on the front with a grade, and the cases slided sealed with the, sh- with the stickers. This was an example of a figure graded with their system. I asked to look at a figure, ESB, white, best pin security guard, that was graded C9. I looked at the back of the card. It had obvious wear. I asked an employee, how could it be C9 with the wear on the card back? He said, we don't grade the backs. (laughs) And then he says with a smile, I can't believe their grading system never took off. (laughs) So we thank everyone for the Wampa line. I have to figure this out because it's not like we were getting that many calls in the first place. (laughs) But uh, maybe we should just uh, stick to email for a while. But but thank you very much, John, for, for both messages. And feel free to email me back with the actual contents of that story about your brother fooling you. And I think he also he convinced him that the Dagobah Swamp was down the street. Yeah, something about the location of where the swamp was. Yeah, we're, we're getting it mixed up. And it could be that the hosts are slightly inebriated from time to time as well. <laughs> Not in that case, but all right. Well, uh, let's, uh, let, then we'll get back to Bart. Uh, we'll get back to the commentary on the voicemail that you'll never hear. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but I don't think you ever tried to tried to steal any Star Wars figures from me. No, we only uh, handed down uh, loose, no uh, wobbly joints. I mean, all wobbly joints, <laughs> yeah. no weapons, and uh, very few uh, cockpit doors and other yeah. <laughs> things that open or close. Yeah, like, just like my brother. What do you yeah. do to me? <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although when you were like 25 or something, I remember you you took uh, the whole Jabba's palace set up and you put it up like in your weird bathroom, right? Uh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you kind of took my Jabba, but that's cool. I'm not. I mean, I forgot it. I you still know, have we're it. over it. Yeah, you I still, still have, have it. it. It's cool. I'm. You know. <laughs> okay, so we got some good feedback from uh, from on the uh, Wampa line, and there was a nice call from a guy who was talking about he got into collecting because he was going to have a kid, and so there's a lot of different ways that people start collecting again or or start it just uh, from the beginning, and so that was a fun. Fun connection to make. Yeah, it's, it's almost Father's Day, and, and Bart and I always spend Father's Day together with our kids. So uh, it's cool, you know, nostalgia for the future generation. And also at the very end, he sort of ties it into the AFA debate. So uh, let's let's listen to Jim from Sacramento. File not found. We do get a lot of nice emails, and we got one recently from a from another guy named Tim, and uh, he. He's from Boston, too, so sorry, Steve. He's also for the Celtics. <laughs> Assum- assumedly for the Celtics, unless he likes the llama. That's, uh, you know who the llama is, I right, do. Steve? I yes. Do. There's yeah. other, I've heard many names for him. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, and he just sent this an email to, to Steve and I, and I just, I really liked it because it's just a feel good email. So he said that he downloaded all four podcasts and he's listened to two of them. And first of all, we like you downloading the podcast. And uh, he says how he he was looking for a publication or a newsletter about collecting, and he stumbled on the archive. And uh, he said he's he's new on the forums, and quote, I've been more of a lurker than anything, and I want to change that. And so I emailed him back. I said, you know, well, really, you got to stop lurking. And I just want to take a second here, Steve. Did you lurk for a while? 
Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, that's funny. I had it. I think I got called out on it by Alvarez. I had an account in 2001 that I kind of forgot about. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I ended up having to get a new one in 07. Right. So, I mean, there was a long time there where I really, you know, it's the same kind of story. Right. And so yeah, I just told him, you know, just get out there and, and start, start posting. Because even if you say dumb stuff, the memory's pretty short unless you really really mess up but uh yeah and he's uh so i just wanted to say thanks for for writing in and also he he mentioned something about you know taking the plunge into the the sort of high-end expensive world of vintage collecting and again steve and i we just want to re reinforce it's not that expensive there are ways of doing it that aren't really super expensive so anyways i want to really thank tim and anyone else who's listening to this kivecast and is just kind of getting started on the road of vintage drop us a line and we'll we'll as bart says take that collecting journey with you so thanks a lot tim all right well that's uh that's pretty much the end of this june kivecast The, the next one we record steve i will be in tokyo Dude, that's going to be cool. That'll be cool. International. International. You will presumably be in the good land, Galita, and we'll be have hopefully even more news. We'll hopefully be able to announce the name of the panel that you and I will be on. <laughs> Man, how awesome is that, Steve? I'm pretty stoked. I really was not expecting that. So. Yeah. It'll be awesome to have you up there, and we're still trying to get Bart to come to Celebration. He's never been to a Celebration, Steve. Oh, man. He's done all these... Awesome shirts and things I like know. that. How could he not be there? <laughs> Get, yeah, let Lobart sing. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as as always, we'll we'll check our scores here, Steve. See see where we are uh, in the fantasy baseball. I heard a lot of home runs for Yeah. I, I I had a crazy day. I had eight home runs today. Winnie the Pooh holes just went through the roof. So uh, I'm currently in third behind Brock and I'm in a uh, clean Dan. fourth place. Wow. Hey, hey Steve's I'm, I'm in fourth. Up just a little bit. <laughs> nice, Steve. I think I was in eighth the last time we yeah, were. Yeah, I think I was like in seventh. So uh, <laughs> we're unjinxable, Steve. <laughs> All right. Well, not exactly unjinxable. We uh, let's see. We're we're right now. We're editing a couple weeks after recording the show. And uh, currently, oh, Lord. Uh, S- Steve is in fact back in one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh seven. place, uh, and uh, I- I'm down to fourth. But hey, you know it's all about Star <laughs> Wars. It's not about baseball. You know, you just root for the laundry. But yeah, so we're gonna be uh, in in Japan having our first remote recording. That's right. And it's interesting because we're recording right now Wednesday, and uh, it's in between Game Six and Game Seven. Uh, and Steve, I'm going to make this more interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this this whole show has been a number of surprises. You see, my parents flew out. I did indeed get my doctorate. I'm now Doctor Sky. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, Doctor Payne. On their way out, who, who who do you think was in front of them? Who's the probably the coolest human being you could possibly be in first class on an airplane with? Oh no. Oh, who is it going to be? Larry Bird? No. <laughs> The only reason I say he's cool is because Larry Bird was not in a Bruce Lee movie. Oh, Kareem? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, man. I am jealous. So, all right. So, I do love Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because it was Game of Death, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Game that. of Death. Like classic. Yeah, absolute classic. So, no matter even if he was on, on the wrong thing, on the on the wrong team. So, they got me this card, oh, which no. I'm going to take out. And I'm not going <laughs> to give it to you, Steve. That's Okay. 
I'm going to show it to you. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, if the Lakers lose, <laughs> the card is yours. Wow. But if the that Lakers win, cards yours. The cards mine. Oh, that's fair. That's you fair. see. So that way, like Bart said, we're bridging. <laughs> you see, that way, either uh, way, if you're absolutely heartbroken, at least you got this cool autographed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar card. I'm not gonna be sleeping tonight. Yeah, you're not uh, gonna be sleeping tonight. So, anyways, we'll, we'll see who who has the the Jabbar card uh, as of uh, as of Friday. But yeah, so Wampa Wampa and uh, Adios Adios And Princess Leia They're the Star Wars Early Bird set of figures These action figures are not yet available But this Star Wars Early Bird certificate package is in stores With its colorful Star Wars picture display band And certificate This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox And is intended for entertainment and information purposes only the official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise it